Hi, my name is Dale McCamish, and I'm here with the Backstory Podcast and Scott and Melissa Danforth, and we're just going to hear the story behind their testimony. Scott and Melissa are planning to place their membership at Wilmington Church of Christ this Sunday, so that's kind of an interesting way to also get to ask them questions about how they came to know about Jesus and where they grew up and their experience with church and what they love about our church now, because I'm trying to always plug Wilmington Church of Christ. Um, so, Melissa, you want to go first? Scott, you want to go first? She's pointing right at you, for those of you who are just listening <laughs> audio. Scott, where uh, can you tell me a little bit about um, when did you first encounter Jesus and when did you first commit to Jesus? You remember that story? Yeah, I, I, uh, I grew up in the church. It was a non-denominational church in Greentown, Indiana. And, um, yeah, my dad was a, a deacon at the church by the time I was older. And, the, you know, we were there every Sunday, and it was just, you know, a normal part of life. And I think I was in eighth grade, maybe, when I was baptized. Mm. I don't know, eighth or seventh. Um, but no, my dad was a, a real good example. Well, so was my mom too. I mean, my parents were very good examples. And, uh, there in junior high, we had a, uh, a minister, Walt Puckett. And, uh, I remember he, at different times in you know, his sermons, he would talk about, uh, the rougher parts of his upbringing and, and his life. And he found, he found Christ, uh, later in life in his early twenties. And it was kind of interesting um, some of the things he would share, and he was a good he was a good guy to to bounce ideas and thoughts off. Um, even when you were in middle school, even seventh eighth grade, you were bouncing ideas off. Of. Yeah, well, and and I'd known since I don't know about fourth grade or whatever. I wanted to be in the military and do that kind of thing, and you know, I had questions for him about uh, you know, hey, if I want to have a life of going out and killing people, how does that really reconcile with uh, thou shalt not kill and you know other other teachings. And uh, he had he had a lot of good uh, insightful answers mm. that that kind of uh, put me at peace with with my life life choices and. Do you remember any goals. of those answers that he gave you that kind of gave you that allowed you to pursue protecting other people? Well, I remember one was, you know, I was like, you know, thou shalt not kill is pretty pretty plain. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, that's not exactly what it said in the original. Okay, and he talked about how. You know, it was a more accurate translation was probably thou shalt not murder. Mm. And then he talked, right. you know, especially in the Old Testament, you know, how uh, God didn't have a problem wiping out people that, <laughs> that were a problem. And um, He is a good shepherd. He takes care of wild animals, right? He takes oh, care absolutely. of... Oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. But, you know, we can also bring down the walls of Jericho and, mm-hmm. you know, if you're out of line and things like that. And, uh, but like I say, that was, and that was one not just for the for the one to go in the military aspect of it as far as, you know, okay, well, yeah, fighting to defend your country is different than going out and murdering people. Yes, very different. Um, but it was also a good thing, I think, at that age to have that consideration in the back of my mind as far as, um, you know, when you're reading the Bible, when things don't necessarily make sense, it's not trying to fit it to what you want it to say, but it's the the admonition of, hey— Maybe you want to unpack this a little more and see what the influences were mm. on the the folks that did the translation. Yeah, and we want to make sure we're understanding our Bibles the best of our ability. 
And uh, there's there's always the surface area, surface level meaning. And that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't change when you find out there's maybe a deeper meaning or maybe there's a more nuanced uh, meaning, like thou shall not murder is closer than thou shall not kill. Well, it doesn't change the fact that we're not supposed to kill people, but it does change the intent. It matters totally. Uh, so, yeah, I think looking looking deeper into that is is really ideal. That's great. Good. Melissa, what about you? What, so uh, just, to, just to recap, I, I think I'm understanding this. You grew up in the church. Church was and Jesus was kind of, all of always a part of you growing up. So it was just a smooth transition to start following him because you were kind of brought up to follow him. Is that, am I yeah, recapping I mean, that right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, you know he, was, he was always a part of our life, you know, in some way or another. And, um, you know, I can't say how much I felt him as a kid, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, he was always there and, and there was always that, you know, acknowledgement you know, from my parents that, you know, everything we have is a, is a gift from him. And that's from the, the grace or the blessing that just kind of seemed to show up out of nowhere. And then there's also the gift of hard work and accountability. Mm. And, you know, sometimes when you ask God, Hey, I, I need a hold over here. He's like, well, here's a shovel. Right. So it was, like I say, he was just always a part of it. It was just a, a natural thing for, Good. For day-to-day life. You know, it, that's a lot of people. That's my story. I just grew up in the church. So it, to me, your story is pretty interesting. My story is kind of, I think my story is boring. I grew up in the church. I believe in Jesus. Uh, but I, I like yours. I like how you're bouncing that ideas off your your pastor and, and being able to help you influence on even which direction you went. I love that. Uh, Melissa, when did you meet Jesus? Do you remember the experience and what was it like? I did not grow up in the church. I know I went when we were young. Um and then my mom will say that they stopped going to church because they always had to run the nursery. And she's mm. like, we didn't get to hear the service, so they stopped going. And when I was in high school, I was uh, dating someone that had went that went to church, and I started going pretty regularly. Um, but I'm a I don't like to be told what I have to do. I, I like to know the reason why. I like to understand. Let me let me just stop you. <laughs> you don't like being told what to do, and Scott is over here giggling. So has that ever come up in your marriage? <laughs> I don't tell her what to do, but... It's the story so, of my some, life. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I may word something where it, it may sound like I'm telling her to do something when it's more of a, a request and... And that's probably on me for the delivery. Okay, so probably mostly sorry on for me the for interrupt. The delivery. I just thought that was kind of okay. Start right there. You were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I started going to um, a Baptist church in Cedarville um, with this family, um, but I didn't really. I knew there was a bunch of different denominations out there, mm-hmm. and I didn't know. The difference or, you know, was I really Baptist just because I started at a Baptist church or, you know, whatever. So my grandma at the time, she's still my grandma, but she was alive then. Um, she took me around Xenia and we went and met with the pastors of the different churches in Xenia. And I talked to them about what, you know, their core beliefs were and like what made you, what made this a Lutheran church or what made this a Pentecostal church and kind of decided what I kind of believed and then how it lined up with where we were. 
Um, I don't really remember a lot of the conversations, but it's very distinct memory of her mm. make, taking the time to take me around to see what um, what I believed or what I felt in my heart, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I continued at the Baptist church for um, most of my 20s. Um, I it was my 18th birthday when I was saved, when I prayed you know, and accepted Jesus. And I remember that very clearly. And I feel like everybody probably has a great story of when and where that happened. And I was in the laundry room at my parents' house. Like, I don't know. I can just remember like doing laundry and just being like, this, this is, this is the time, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to give that, uh, I believed that Christ had died for me. I'm not going to say I did all the right things right after that, but I knew that Jesus was um, a, going to be a big influence moving forward. So uh, shortly after that, my niece started here at Sunshine. She was one of the first um, preschool and kindergarten classes that were here. And uh I can always remember when we came in for programs that I felt such peace from the very first fall program. And I never really felt that way when I walked into church, especially when I was younger, when I was growing up, when I would go with friends, I always got singled out. And they were always like, oh, here's Melissa. She's the newcomer. And I didn't like that. Because I don't like, I mean, I love to talk. <laughs> I love to do everything. But I do not like to be singled out mm. when I'm not in a place I'm comfortable. So coming into uh, Wilmington Church, I the peace was just what got me from the very beginning. And came intermittently over the next few years, lots of years. And then we had our oldest, Sam. And we knew as soon as we had Sam... We knew before we had Sam that Sam was going to come here to Sunshine. And my whole goal, our goal, was that I don't remember being raised with a a strong foundation with the church. And I don't know the Bible stories. I don't know the Sunday school stories that they learn. And I wanted my kids to have that. So I was like, if I don't do anything else right— I want them to go to Sunshine for element or for preschool and kindergarten so that they can walk away and know God from the very beginning and that they don't remember a time when God was not a part of their life. Um, and on top of that, they were great teachers. I mean, our kids are had, did wonderful. They had all had Mrs. Middleton. Mrs. Washburn has always been a huge influence in our life. Um When our son Jonathan was born, you can edit this out. Um, my brother had some addiction issues that had been a big part of our my life. And right before Jonathan was born, he finally um, my parents got him on a plane to go to rehab, 
And we started coming to church. I think we had been coming to church, but more regularly after that. And I said, people around me had to think that I was a lunatic (laughs) because we came for like three months and all I did was cry the entire time. Mm -hmm. Happened to be um, a, a series on rehab, but it wasn't necessarily like a drug rehab, but it was just... A sermon series on... Yes, on, on rehab. Okay. But it just, I mean, not like I said, just, I don't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily addiction, but it was, you know, changing your life and all the songs and all the sermon, everything just, I mean, like I said, it, it was, even though I cried for three months, it I felt like it was the safe place to come and hear encouraging words and cry <laughs> and everything and uh that rehab trip was successful for him he's been clean for a, you know a long time now but it was a very emotional mm. period of time uh you mentioned a couple of things there that I just I'm I love hearing number one you want you want your kids to have a a biblical foundation well, that's that's healthy that's a really wise thing to do and um then you said there's a sermon series. I, it might have been our, our Celebrate Recovery series where everybody has hurts, habits, and hang-ups mm-hmm. that we need to work through. And I, I wonder if that was the one that yep. – because we are we all want to pursue health. We all want to pursue right. our best life. But our ideas of what our best life is is not necessarily accurate, And but God, all, you know, God corrects us. Those Bible stories kind of lead us to a path that is Jesus, and Jesus becomes our best life. And then right. Jesus helps us recover, and then Jesus helps us – be healthy, um, so I mean, you're you're. It's like music to my ears when you say this. This is there anything else you might have thought of that you you said I experienced peace when I came to this through this to this church this congregation. Why do you think you were experiencing peace? What do you think that was God was doing there? And I'm just. I curious. think it's always that I've I've always felt like it was home, mm. like that we I finally found. Even before Scott, because Scott and I weren't together when I first started coming here, but and even though I wasn't involved and I didn't come regularly, it was just very much a sense of I'm home. I I this is where I want to be, need to be, and you know I don't know, especially when I started coming before I didn't know anybody here really to like I didn't have you know someone dragging me here on Sunday or anything. And so I was kind of, you know, it was a private thing between Scott and I being here. Um, but after, since I am very active in the community and at school and now I know everybody and uh, can't make it through anything without stopping and talking. Um, but I still feel like this is where we're supposed to be. And I've just I've just always felt that since the first time, welcome. So, yeah. And just recently, um, not too long ago, uh, you were baptized, yep. and Scott yeah. baptized you. Uh, t- no, walk I didn't. Me- no, no, no. Who baptized your friend? Actually. Your friend. Mm-hmm. Now I remember. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about just what um, what was going on where you made that decision because that was what eight months April. ago, mm-hmm. April last year. So we had been coming to church regularly. We had kind of made it our 
2022 goal, you know, was to attend more regularly. And, you know, we were like, Scott has to be the hammer, the one to get us up because, you know, <laughs> it's not necessarily that we didn't want to come. It was just like Sundays are morning to sleep in. So he, you know, we'd been coming all year. And um, I remember one day after he picked up the kids from Sunday school, I asked him, I was like, what are, what's our next, what's next? Cause like we've been coming, like, do we become members? What, what are we supposed, what do we do now? And, uh, you know, he reached out, we had coffee with you and um, we were like, we want to become members. And I remember you saying, uh, you have to be saved and you have to be baptized. And I was like, well, I'm not baptized. Why do I have to be baptized? And you tried to explain it. And I was like, Mm. I don't like being told what to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was a, it was, not, and it wasn't that you were telling me what to, but you told me this is what I had to do. And I, and I um, was like, okay, but I didn't want to do it because you told me I had to do it. Um, and I, I, as I say all this, I'm like, I feel like I'm being very contrary to God, but I'm also, I need to, I want to understand. You know, I have found that he tells me, he just tells me what to do sometimes. And that's what I mean. Like, I know that, I mean, it's not that I don't But I'm not God, so it's okay. (laughs) Well, I just, I like to understand. You know, I just feel like if if I just did it because you told me I had to, then it wouldn't mean Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to mean to me. I think that's right. And so, um, and and that's really been a lot of most of my life that I'm like, I just, I want to be comfortable in my decision and be able to stand behind it and, you know, know why I did it. So mm-hmm. um, we left that meeting and weren't members. We, we weren't accepted as members. And so um, was praying, you know, prayed about it. And uh, and then you did a, there was a service on discipleship, the pathway. And you had a sermon on just on baptism and why to be baptized. And, I mean, and I looked at Scott and I, I like, rolled my eyes. I'm like, this is clearly for me. Like, I, I mean, I was like the only one in the, tr- in the church. I remember writing that sermon. I was thinking, Melissa needs to hear this sermon. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I very no, much, not, I know, but I, but I was, I knew that that's why it was there. To, you know, like, that's why I was here today. That's why, you know, and I mean, it may as well have been nobody else in the church. Because, you feel like God was, oh, he was totally, drawing you there. he was telling me, it's time to, you know, get out of your own head and, uh, and do this. And I did. I mean, it was like we met, we came up and we said, I said, okay, I'm ready. And I, um, you know, coordinated schedules with my girlfriend, Ashley, because I really wanted her to do it because she had played a big part in after my first marriage ended, she was a big source of comfort. And we did Bible studies together. Like, I wasn't coming to church regularly, but I was doing Bible studies and and doing fellowship with her and friends. And um, it was a great experience. And I just feel like I owe a lot mm-hmm. of gratitude to her. And this might, you might edit this out, but. We do very little editing. <laughs> but, um, I'll mark it. Yeah. Well, and uh, I'll push this button over here. And that tells Jacob he can edit it there. Okay. But, uh, but probably not. So. Well, I, I'll make sure Ashley listens to this video but or podcast. But she is someone that you would never doubt if she was a Christian. Like, she lives a very godly life, and, and God is 
front and center in their life. But she's a lot of fun. And she is like my favorite, one of my favorite people to go on vacation with or go out to dinner. And it probably sounds silly, but she made it, she makes it really easy to know you can be a Christian and have fun. Mm. And it's not like everything is, you know, like once you, you know, once I get baptized, I can't have any fun anymore. Mm. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that goes, makes sense. And it but, goes right along with we teach, if you're being influenced by somebody, that should be the person that baptizes you into yeah. Christ, if, if possible. I'm always honored when I get asked to baptize somebody, but if somebody else is closer to him, leading him, it sounds like she was really yes. close to you, yes. still is, Yes. then that's... And she was very I honored to do it. that's just how disciples are made. Yeah. But I needed to see that it wasn't... I don't know, you have your pictures of... Or your own ideas in your head of what maybe you're supposed to be doing and, and you know, all the things you are doing wrong. But like I said, her still being one of my funnest friends, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, you can be a Christian and, and live a godly life and still be fun. So, mm -hmm. and everybody listening probably is like, she's crazy. But, no, we need, to, we need to hear that. <laughs> we need to know that. But yeah, so then we got baptized in April. We had a lot going on family-wise, health-wise. It was a very, very chaotic time. Um, but I got my parents here. Um, they've also been here through all the sunshine stuff. They've been to all the um, programs, and they love it here. I, I'm, I'm working. Uh, my goal is that they will soon, someday, attend with us um, because we also got them here in November for Natalie decided that she wanted she thought she had been thinking about it for a while and on the way home from dance one night she was like mom my birthday's on a sunday next month and i want to be baptized oh yeah i was i was just going to bring that up so you got baptized and mm -hmm. then you're being an example to your kids and scott you came up to me uh, i want to say a couple of sundays ago it was back in november uh it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like it was that long ago <laughs> right. and you, well, you tell me what how that story went you just came and started telling me hey i need you to come over and talk to my Daughter, daughter, you remember doing this? Oh yeah, and you. I think you asked me what was up, and I was like, "Well, it's kind of her place, or it's not really my place." You're like, "Well, you're her dad; it's her, your place." Uh, She's that's, that's not what I meant. <laughs> she was, but 10. you know, I wanted her to, you know. So I, t I told you, I said, "Yeah, you know, she wants to be baptized," and you were like, "All right, I'll, I like to, you know, surprised." But yeah, you <laughs> oh, know, I forgot was, about that. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, "Well, you're your dad; it's your place." And I'm like, yeah, that's not what it meant. But um, so you j took me over to where your family was, where your daughter was. Yeah, and um, do you remember what happened next? What happened next? Um, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, she was she was able to tell me that uh, she wanted to be baptized, and then um, she had a very specific person that influenced her in mind. Yep. Um, oh yeah, Mrs. Washburn. Yeah. And that was beautiful. Yes. And then Debbie was so honored oh, and excited. I didn't to come. realize it was the first time she'd ever baptized someone. Yeah, and, and she was. She just loved that uh, she had been asked. Yes. And uh, I saw I saw Debbie in Walmart just the other day. Of course, now that I think about it, it might have been months ago. Um, and <laughs> she was still on cloud nine because she got to do that. Yes. And uh, she just loves loves your family. Loves yes. loves your daughter and just yes. love being a part of her life. Still She's is. been a big influence on my family. That um, my mom, when my niece Olivia was back when sunshine started um she lived in the area but she was moving to uh alabama 
North Mont. It was up, up north. It was like an hour away. No. And my mom was devastated because they had pretty much been raising Olivia. And she still remembers coming into school, being very sad, and Mrs. Washburn taking her to her office. And just my mom's like, she just prayed the most beautiful prayer. Mm. And I just she just made me feel at peace with the decision. And um, so over the years, my mom and Mrs. Washburn had had um, a great relationship that way and um i remember in january so i was baptized in april but the pre the january of last year my dad was really really sick and he was in the hospital and you know we weren't sure if he was going to make it and my mom that was a time when i really started to be able to feel comfortable sharing my faith with my family and because my mom, you know, the doctors came in and was like, you know, you want the chaplain to come in? And my mom's like, oh, oh. And I was like, yes, please. You know, and, and you know, we got to pray over my dad. And and I was able to encourage all of that stuff. And then she asked me to message Mrs. Washburn because she really wanted her to know what was going on. And of course, you know, Mrs. Washburn sends back this, you know, three page prayer for my mom. And, you know, and it was just, she was so comforted by it. And, she, you know, she kept reaching out and she just, she's been a huge part of our life. And, and from the outside, I mean, like, cause we're not, we don't see her all the time, but she's someone that we always reach out to if, if we need prayers. Mm. So, um, she was definitely, I called her to give her a heads up saying, are you going out of town for Thanksgiving? And, and she was, I mean, she was so honored and, you know, Natalie didn't hesitate. Not, I mean, she was like, I was like, who would you want to do it? And she's like, Mrs. Washburn. Mm. And I was like, oh, she's going to love you, <laughs> or, no, you know, even more, you know, so. And what you've described, I know, um, Scott, when, when I saw you s Sunday or I think it was Sunday, you were like, I know I need to get in a small group. And, uh, and you've said the same thing, Melissa, I. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty about being a small group, except sometimes. And um, But what you're describing is the atmosphere small groups create. So, yeah, I want you to be in a small group. But when you describe your best friend is showing you how to be a Christian and still be fun and still be uh, still make life exciting, uh, that's what what the, the one of the beauties and values that God says meet together with other Christians right. um, because they're going to teach, they're going to influence. And when you say Mrs. Washburn grabs your mom and takes her in office and prays over her, well, that's the value of having that community of believers around. And then you, your daughter comes and says, I need this person to influence me. I, I never want anybody to be guilted into a group, but I do right. want us to see the value of other Christians in our life. Oh. Um, and, and yes, you can learn and follow Jesus without the influence of other Christians. But man, it's not as easy, and it's not as fun, and it's not as good. I mean, uh, I, I need people to influence me all the time. Uh, where Let me ask this, just a slight change. Where have you been growing, or what have you been learning since you all have been attending regularly and, and uh, attending church like you were influenced to be baptized? Or is anything else going on in the church that you're like, man, I'm glad we're doing this, or I'm glad we're as a, as a community, working in our community, or what have you seen in our church that you're liking? Well, <coughs> excuse me. Um, one, and just to clarify, it's not that you're guilting me oh, yeah. into a, a small group. Oh, yeah, Scott, um, you know you need to. Oh, I know I need to. And, <laughs> and that's the thing, with, with it not being in my habit pattern, you know, and, uh, you know, when Melissa brought it up, it's like, yeah, I know I should. <laughs> um, 
ever since I retired, I'm, I'm not so much of a joiner mm. or volunteer. I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I did that for a while. I enjoyed what I did, but I'm kind of like, eh, I've kind of paid my dues. Mm-hmm. And th- so that, that's where I'm like, you know, when she brought up after uh, talking with you, I was like, she said, you know, Dale's got, got one, you know, it's the manly men and... The cave. They call it the okay, cave. All right. But you, you did no, say the no manly men. No chicks allowed. I know. You it, did say it was the men. Now, I got to tell men. you, it's just a men's Bible study. But they did go skeet shooting and shooting guns to open up the season, and there was a couple of guys in there that had never shot before, so they got to teach these guys, here's how you hold this. No, don't point it that way, you know, and all that goes along with training somebody. Well, men... We need to be doing something side by side for our discipleship. And women, they need to be across from each other for discipleship. Um, and there are groups that do that. Man, go ahead. I'm sorry. interrupted. No, no, that's fine. But like I said, she was all, you know, oh, he said to be good for it. And I'm, yeah, I know. I should. And and that kind of ties in with your question, you know, where, um, like, like Melissa said, when uh, we had the little kids, it really wasn't an excuse because I was wanting to get back into the church. Um because that was very sporadic um, when I was still in the military just because of the schedule we worked and what I did and whatnot. And uh, that's back when we had the uh, the board with all the numbers. Yeah. So when you put your kids into, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, and yeah. It was, the number would appear if your kid first, was crying or having a fit. Oh, no, no. Right? It was the first. The, num- the numbers, plural, because... You know, when when we just had Sam, oh yeah, there's his number five minutes in. <laughs> and then so we took a you know, we suffered through that for for a few weeks. We're like, all right, this this isn't exactly working. He'll get we'll wait till he's a little bigger. And then we had Natalie. And then it was, well, there's both numbers. And then, you know, same situation. Then a couple years later, and Jonathan, Jonathan, and the Jonathan number means, just blinks. The number like, means to come get your kid, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, and Jonathan it was, is just a blinking light. I don't I don't think we ever got more than ten minutes into a sermon when it was and we're just like, all right, this Some is. Some people not would working. say you're blessed. You only so. had to listen ten minutes before you had to you didn't have but, to fall yeah. asleep, you didn't have to get bored, you were just out of there. So we're no, but yeah, so so like I say, you know, and and I knew I needed needed to get back to the church regularly, not just for myself, but for my family. And then, uh, yeah, like I say, since we've been able to get to get into the church, you know, Melissa got baptized, you know, and like we talked when I got baptized, and eh, Bob doesn't say you need it more than once, and there's not really a refresher. Um, but for me, it was just a lot of it, well, you know, part of it was supporting her because I knew she felt a little, like she said, she doesn't like, having attention on her at different times. And I was like, yeah, I'll go up there with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought it was good to set the example for the kids, you know, and have yeah. them see that. Um, and anyway, it was, you know, so they, getting back to the church, it was like, all right, I'm getting back into the scripture and, you know, seeing the, the parts where, you know, maybe I haven't been applying it because I hadn't had that thought mm-hmm. or... You know, again, just kind of, you know, recaging my view to what I needed to do. Um, because even, quote, being a good guy or trying to live godly before, you know, if you're away from the Scripture or if you're away from the church, um, you're, you're going to fall. Or, or even just stray a little bit. Yeah, that, that's if, what I mean. Yeah, you, if, you're off, if you're off track by a half a degree, you, by the time, you know, 10 miles down the road, you're way off track, you know. Um, and same thing with, yeah, following yeah, Christ. So, so like I say, it was getting back and then... Yeah, that's where it was like, yeah, we need to be more involved. 
And, and by me, we, you mean me, because I'm the joiner. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying. <laughs> and yeah. I bring it home. <laughs> yeah. So, so like I say, that's, that's, you know, kind of what I see as the next piece is, you know, the, uh, again, showing, you know, showing through action and prioritization of effort and time, you know, cause time matters. Um, you know, that's, that's where my relationship with God and that's where my relationship with the, the church and everything, you know, I, I need to reflect that in my actions okay. and reflect that in my, you know, priority and whatnot. Um, and again, just to continue to grow and strengthen because I know there are a lot of, you know, as you go through life and things change and, you know, retiring and coming into a new phase and starting a family and this and that, there's a, a lot of things in, in scripture that, I view differently or with a, I'm only going to say a greater understanding, but, you know, just kind of a different approach or consideration than when I was a single guy out running and gunning. So mm -hmm. if that Good. answers the question. Yeah. What are you seeing that you like or what are you continuing to learn as, as you're uh, continuing to attend? So after um, we got baptized, I, I did kind of sit in that for a little bit um, and become or understand that. Um, I had interviewed for a job that I ended up not taking, but I thought it would be a good um, place for me to grow in my faith and be around others. Um, but I just, it was not the right direction for our family. Um, and then again, you did a sermon on serving or something and uh, about volunteering. And so I had went to, um, Cheryl about helping with the youth ministry and anybody that knows me said I'm not a kid person so I didn't want to be with the kids I wanted to be behind the scenes um and it is kind of a joke with anybody that knows me I'm yeah that's I, also <laughs> one of our things here if you don't like kids we won't we don't really want you working with the kids yeah and I and, and I I mean and I like my own and I'm like and there's a couple other ones that I like but uh and but I know my Weaknesses, I and oh, being, you know, or you I know, know your skill set. Yes, yeah, that's and fine. I just, she says that, but when Sam started at, at Massey Elementary, and Melissa was very involved with the school, we built the makerspace and sorry or whatever. I don't, we, I don't. She, she was involved with a lot of these things where it was like, hey, we want to donate this, and I'm like, all right, go for it. You know, you have got the hand on that. And even today, any event we go to at Massey, you know, sports for the kids or whatever. All of these little kids know her. Well, they're, they're not all so little now. Anybody from like second grade up to seventh. And they always say hi to her and whatever. And, and she punches and, them in the face. No, and, and she's always no. like, oh, hey. And oh, okay. She remembers their names. And she, she knows little things about them. I have these kids come up and they're like, oh, you Mrs. Danforth's husband. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are, kid. Like, you know. So I, I did volunteer a lot when Sam was in elementary school. But the teachers knew that I wasn't going to sit outside and read books to them. Mm -hmm. I was going to make whatever mm -hmm. idea they had, I'd make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I love to do, and that's what I love to do. Um, sitting yeah, I, and helping yeah, kids learn sense. how to read. I just, it's not my strong suit. It's not. And it doesn't give you energy. Like we're no. wired. <laughs> certain things we do, we get filled yes. up from it. We get energy from it. Yes. And certain things we do drain us. And that makes sense. Makes kids sense. drain me. Yeah, that makes um, sense. <laughs> but um, 
so after we, like I said, after we were baptized and, and Cheryl had said she'd come up with something and then um, that kind of fell off and it was fine because I have, you know, I'm, I don't sit still very often. I, you know, I love to, I love a challenge. And if somebody, ha- like I said, has an idea to make it happen and I was involved in, I che- coach cheerleading and Natalie is dances every day and Sam does strength lab every day and Jonathan is Jonathan every day and uh and I have a shop you know, like I do spirit wear and I have stayed really busy and um and I call myself the general manager at the dance studio because you know anything that I can do I take over um but then we had I don't remember exactly why we had met Oh, it was after Natalie's baptism, after we did her video, and you said there was something about um, small groups. And I really felt like I'm being pulled in that direction. Like, I feel like it's, it's, um, there's something about it besides the fact knowing that I could do a good job at it that I, and I've told Scott, I feel very much like I'm being called to do this and things that other things that I do are probably not going to be the focus for the coming year. Like I'm, um, will probably put my shop on a little bit of a hiatus or, you know, just a not trying to get every order under the sun. And, um, I taking on the role of, lacrosse I don't know how to spell it but I'm apparently gonna run it and uh so like that's important and you know and I do but I do feel volunteering giving back to the church is is really something that I feel like God's put in my heart for now and so I'm very anxious and trying to seek out how to do that so um that's great and both of you've been connected here for a while and now uh like I mentioned at the beginning, you all are going to place your membership with this congregation. What does it What does it mean to you when you when you're thinking about membership in the the church? Because you're a member of Christ, which is the church universal. Every Christian that has ever lived, every Christian that has ever will live, is a part of the Church of Jesus Christ. That's a big C church. So Christians in China are our brothers and sisters in Jesus. We, we won't even meet them until we go to heaven. But there's also local congregations like this one mm-hmm. where you have to get connected with, but you have to make a commitment to that. So what what's prompting you all now to say, okay, now we're ready to say this is our church home? Because we would you already considered it your church home. So what's going to be different now, you think? I don't know what it is for Scott, but in my mind, it's – Really, accountability. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, that just that we have, I mean, we already, we, we come to church. And if we miss it, we, have, we do watch the service on TV. And, and we do, um, I feel like we're doing a lot better being accountable to God and to ourselves. But I feel like having a, other people mm-hmm. holding us accountable is yeah, a that's part of it. Is a is a good thing, and and you have to give permission for that. Like you, I can't hold you accountable unless you say, "Right, Dale, hold be be a shepherd, hold us accountable." Right, I can't tell you what to I'm do. I'm not really sure I'm going to like it <laughs> once we start, but because you might tell me some, to do something, but uh, hopefully <laughs> I'll only say, "Here's what Scripture says to do. Go do what the Scripture says." Yeah. Hopefully, it's never me saying, "Go do this." Yes. Yeah. 
What about what about you, Scott? What does that mean? Saying, "Hey, I'm going to be committed here." What does that mean? Well, like like Melissa said, there's there's definitely the accountability piece of it, and um, you know, the it also, I think, as you know, that that commitment to I don't know, for lack of a better way to phrase it, instead of just taking, also giving. Mm. You know, it, mm, that's we, we get a lot out of you know coming to church and and giving the the kids a a church home to, to grow up in and, and whatnot. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the taking or, you know, what we get from it Mm -hmm. and, you know, being able to give back, excuse me, um, you know, with, you know, not just offering, but with, with time, with support, with, you know, being, being someone, you know, again, that the church can also know, Hey, yeah, you're you're a part of this. We can rely on you. We're not going to hesitate to to reach out and ask for this and feel like it's an imposition. Or like you said, you know, hey, I can't tell you to do this if you don't ask me to mm-hmm. hold you accountable to be your pastor. You know, and again, given the church and you know, giving you as a pastor that you know that that comfort saying, no, it's my place to say this because they're a part of the family. And hey, you know, this is you know, this is something we're seeing right now or a question we have, or, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on right there? You know, not having, you know, anybody, any, any, uh, anything to hinder that kind of open relationship and, you know, and what we can do to help, you know, grow the church. And yeah, you all, you all are nailing it. There's a passage of scripture we're supposed to obey. Sorry, Melissa. Uh, and it says, that was not part of my wedding vows. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it says, you know, make the elders, you know, talking about shepherds. And so I, I, work for a plurality of elders, the shepherds, who are pastors. Uh, that, that word is interchangeable in the Bible, shepherd, pastor, um, elder. And it's we're supposed to make their job a joy. And, well, how do we make their job a joy if we don't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be under, I'm going to listen and learn and be under the authority of elders. And elders aren't supposed to have, like, authority like, you do this. They're supposed to say, here's what the Scripture says. Let's make sure we're all doing this. And it's supposed to check and make sure you know, we're not straying or we're being held accountable or we are, you know, living up to what Jesus calls us to do. And when we fail, their job isn't come break our knees. Their job is say, how can we change this to make sure we're pursuing it healthier? Or is there a habit we need to break that we do need to break that habit so we can have a healthy habit in place so we can pursue Christ? And and yeah, we can't obey that scripture, make their job a joy if we don't commit to them. Or um, it says, obey your leaders. Well, and, and then it tells the leaders, leaders, you all are accountable. Shepherds, you are accountable for your sheep. Well, the elders, they don't go, God's not going to say, well, you are accountable for Dale, me, if I don't ever commit and say I'm part of their right. congregation. So, yeah, when you when you all make that commitment, it's fulfilling not only your obedience to Scripture, but it's also helping their obedience to Scripture. And, and it also gives some clarity. Um, you know, the shepherds over at Dove Church or at Church of God or the Baptist Church down the street, they're not responsible for the flock that comes here. You know they're responsible for their flock. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, we can we can hold right. you know a little bit of accountability, but really, you have to be in that relationship, and I, that's a um, or at least that committed uh, relationship, friendship, brotherhood kind of thing. So yeah, this is huge, huge. So um, what would you if you had any advice to give um, somebody who is thinking about being baptized or thinking about joining the church or thinking about getting connected here? What what advice would you give them, or maybe somebody with kids that? Um, what advice would you give them if they were just considering Wilmington Church of Christ? Or considering Jesus at all, maybe? No, what? <laughs> all right. 
yeah, I mean, you know, my first thing would be, hey, why don't you join us on Sunday? Mm. And, you know, that way they don't they don't feel like they're just wandering in and, hey, where do I go? What do I do? What's, it's like, you know, just invite them to a service. Mm. Just kind of handle them through getting the kids put into the the system back there. You know, have them sit with us and, again, not doing anything other than, you know, bring them where they can, you know, they can sing along or not. Nobody's really looking to see <laughs> That's if, right. if they're reading the words. Um, yeah, and then, you know, sit through a sermon. Yeah. And uh, get that experience yeah, under get, their belt. Get that experience, you know, then, it, you know, afterwards, you know, it would be, hey, you know, what did you think? Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be, you know, you see the light come down from heaven and <laughs> right. oh, the angel singing. But, you know, just, uh, you know, hey, you know, it, it, and again, not looking for trying to push them into a, hey, this is going to be a great, you know, great experience going to change your life. Maybe it does. Yeah. Just going, hey, did it feel uncomfortable? Did you feel singled out? Did you feel that your life was under attack? Mm-hmm. Did it feel like, hey, you're completely left behind? Just, or did did the sermon make sense? Was mm-hmm. it new information or information you've heard before packaged in a way? Did anything ring true to you? You know, what's, you know, what what were your feelings? Was it as scary? You know, the, the unknown can be scary. Right. All right. Now it's a known thing. You saw a lot of smiling people. You saw people, you know, people greeting you at the door. Even they didn't know you. Nobody coming up, put you on the spot. Nobody be like, "Hey, we got the sinners here today." You know, Shazam, <laughs> we do. We're, every all, we're all sinners. <laughs> you know, I, but you know, I mean, that's yeah. the point where it's like, "Hey, you know," and, and and this has come up, you know, in different sermons, and I think it's a, a common theme, you know, throughout, you know, the the Christian experience, if you will, um, you know, where you have, you know, some churches that present that almost an us versus them, you know, like, hey, you're in here with the saved. And it's like, whoa, 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 slow down. I think you need to go back to your scripture because that doesn't mean you're not a sinner. We're all, you know. Yeah. And um, and I and I think, you know, some, and, and I, I think, you know, modern society puts some caricatures out there for different reasons, you know, that aren't positive to the church. And, uh, you know, we can talk about why certain <laughs> pieces of society do that. Or certain but, people. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, but we said we weren't going to talk we're, about that. We're not okay. going gonna to talk about that. <laughs> but um, but no, but you know, and it's and I think you know, I think that's a big thing with folks is demystifying and stripping away all of the the misconceptions. And it's like, hey, look, nobody's going to make you feel guilty. Now, if you hear something in the word that strikes your heart in such a way, that's a good thing. That's but a again, god thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's letting them know. It's like, look, this is a group of sinners that understand that. Jesus is in Christ. He is the path to God. This is what we need to do. We believe in the word. And hey, we're just going to bring in and show you that. If they need, if, if it rings true to you, great. If you're like, hey, it kind of did, but I was looking for maybe more traditional. Okay, well, I'm sure Dale knows what pastor in Wilmington has yeah. the more traditional service that doesn't have, you know, drums and guitars or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, there are churches in town that do that. You know, and some people learn better in that environment. That, yeah. yeah, we want but, people to pursue Christ. Yeah, so like I said, you know, to me that's the thing where, you know, it, it's a discussion with folks, you know, freely asking them what they're thinking, sharing, you know, from my perspective what I believe and why, pieces of my life where, you know, I've definitely felt the influence of, you know, God in my life, places where I'm like, hey, I knew this was this was a failure and this is why I know it was a failure, you know, and then, like I say, inviting them and to me that's a big thing is kind of the, de- the demystifying and the 
Yeah. That's good advice. So what what would you offer? I he was saying, hey, invite, show up, demystify, just to have that discussion. What's your what's your advice? I would say my advice is to find a friend. Mm-hmm. Even if it's I mean, I have a large group of acquaintances, small handful of friends, and I don't necessarily always know we don't talk about church or we don't talk about our beliefs necessarily, but we do have so much other things in common that, you know, we we have a common bond. I have found that the more open I am, then the more open others are around me. And uh, having somebody give me advice from a godly perspective is very influential when I'm not necessarily looking at it like a godly problem. I don't Mm. know if that makes sense. But, um, you know, there's just things that, whether it's at home or with, you know, commitments outside the home or whatever, you know, sometimes I look at them strictly through my blinders of this has to get done or whatever. And and I have found that the more um, open I am about my faith, the more open other people are and the more I can see the influences that are happening other places. I don't know. I know I'm not really explaining that right. But um, my, my big example is I, when Natalie wanted to be baptized, you know, I said it was like, God let me know that, I mean, I might be messing up every other parenting decision I've made, but I was like, I really felt like kids, that was my, you know, we had made good decisions on their, you know, schooling in the beginning and, and showing her that, you know, getting baptized in April. Um, but, you know, she'll say that um, dance is a big influence. Our, the studio that she's at in Waynesville is, is a, a Christian community. They pray before every competition. And, you know, and she says, you know, it makes her anxiety go away. Like she just feels at peace and ready to go perform. And, and it might be a small thing, but for her, it's a big thing because she's learning in her family that it's okay to to pray and, and, you know, rely on God. But she's also has other teenagers and adults around that are showing that it's okay too. And, um, and so I'm glad that we're able to give her that environment. But I think it's the same for adults, you know, to, to be around other people that are open and sharing. Yeah, it's, get in the community. Yeah. Share, talk, discuss. Yeah. Um, yeah, learn together, hold each other accountable. You all are hitting all the key church words. You're just saying it without and, using church words, which right. is awesome. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. 